and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am super excited for today's episode because as you know, I am a firm believer that you can have it all. Whether your goal is to build a business, have a thriving family, or to be in the best shape of your life, I really do believe you can have all three at the same time. And so our next guest is going to talk a bit about how she has grown her business, her mindset, herself, as well as her health on her journey. She is actually an IFBB Bikini Pro, fitness and lifestyle YouTuber, social media influencer, fitness model, and a certified personal trainer. And she loves working with women's fitness, weight loss, fitness nutrition, and really just helping people be fit on the inside and outside. You'll hear her story in a minute. And my goodness, her personal transformation will blow you away. And you can see why she's so passionate to help others experience the same. So big Dreamcast welcome to Emily Hayden. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Yay, I'm so excited that you are on the episode today. And for those of you that don't know, I did a bikini competition in October 2016. And throughout those months of hard grinding prep and lots of cardio, I got introduced to the YouTube world. And it was through there that I landed on Emily Hayden. In fact, I was in a bodybuilding group on Facebook. And I said, Okay, I need to not watch Donut Showdown anymore. Like I need something that's actually going to benefit my life. What can I watch on YouTube? Who do you guys follow? And several people throughout that in that group were like, Emily Hayden, Emily Hayden, Emily Hayden. So that is how I found you. And I've been connected with you through social media for the over a year now, which is crazy how time flies. Uh, And what I love about social media is that you truly get to know people. So we popped on the, the Zoom today and I feel like I'm already talking to a friend. And I love that about social media is that I feel like I'm able to get to know to know you, Emily, so well, and, and all of your um, followers and friends do too. So I asked you to be on this podcast because every time you speak, you resonate with me and I feel like you will resonate to those listening as well. So let's get started by allowing people to get to know you. I know you grew up in Texas. So tell us a little bit about your Texas years, but then you moved to LA and I'd love to hear a little bit about that journey too. Sounds great. And thank you so much for that intro and just everything you said. I think it's always so cool to learn where, uh, you know, just how we've connected and where we first started our journey together. And I'm so glad that now I get to meet you and create this friendship because I do, I already feel so connected to you. It's awesome. And I love that about social media as well. So again, thank you for having me and thank you to all the listeners for spending your time listening to this podcast. So I'll start back way back in the day when I was born on June 15th, 1991. I'm joking. I won't start back there, but that is when I was born. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So I grew up in Houston, Texas. I come from a big family. You know, I had my mom, dad. There's five of us kids growing up. 
uh, we pretty much had like the picture perfect family growing up. Uh, from the outside looking in, it really was perfect. Uh, but from the inside, it definitely wasn't that way. There, you know, we had issues just like all families do, and all families have ups and downs and issues and things they go through. And you know, they're not perfect, and there's nothing wrong with that because I think that that's just what families are. Um, ours were a little bit more on the extreme. Our mother was mentally ill, and uh, so she. It was, you know, it was just difficult uh, trying to balance everything with her. And we were homeschooled growing up. So I was homeschooled, uh, let's see, until sixth grade, I went to a public school. And then I skipped seventh grade and went to like a co-op type thing from eighth until uh, when I graduated. So when I actually applied for schools, I had to apply as a homeschooler because my school, the school that I went to, which I went full time to, wasn't accredited yet. It is now accredited as a school, but so it's just funny that I had to apply as a homeschooler. <laughs> anyway, so uh, growing up, uh, we did go through a lot of mental and physical abuse as children, and my dad endured that as well. And uh, at a certain point, you know, my dad said enough is enough. And he felt that us kids were old enough to, you know, be able to handle what would happen. And so he, you know, separated from my mom's senior year of high school. So for me, me and my brother, were both in senior year of high school together because we, we actually went through eighth grade all the way to senior year with every single class together. We we're like best friends. And that's my older brother, Daniel. And so when that happened, it, it just turned really nasty really quickly. It's never the way that my dad intended it to be. Um, you know, he had created this plan to make it as good as possible. And it just, you know, fire, everything was on fire, like very badly. So basically the family got separated. I was with my mom, everyone was with, you know, my dad. And that kind of just started some really lonely years for me, um, some really hard years for me. And so I was going to school full time. I was working full time and I was the only one with my mother, which meant that everything that she had going on came out directly towards me. Um, so instead of spreading it around to five kids, Kids, it now was just fully on me. And it was a lot to handle by myself. Um, a lot of people ask why, you know, I went through a transition after the time that I separated from my mom, you know, they ask, well, where was the rest of your family? Why didn't you just go with them? Because during that transitional period, I would just sleep on friends couches. And in between doing that, like, I would I could feel always when it was kind of time to leave as as amazing as those friends are. And like, I can never, ever thank them enough for giving me that time, you know, in their life and that couch where one friend let me sleep in her bed with her. And I stayed with her the longest and she let me sleep for months in her bed. Like who does that, you know? And I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, at a certain point I felt it was time to leave each place. And so in between those, I would sleep in my car, but I worked at a 24 hour gym that had incredible showers, incredible, like hot tub sauna. Like I was basically living the life like in a hotel. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, people question, well, why did you sleep in your car? If you have all this amazing family that they now see, you know, on my social media. And it's just because it, I hadn't spoken to them in months. I was forbidden to speak with them. Um, it was like hell if I were to even think about texting them or anything like that. So it was just kind of an awkward period. Um, and then finally I texted one of them. I texted a sister and she was like, come, you know, and she brought me into her place. And then I just slowly reconnected with everybody. So, you know, long story short, it just, it was um, a very transitional period in my life. And during that time that I was completely alone, I, uh, I felt very, sad. I felt very alone. I felt very just, why is this happening? I didn't understand it. And I honestly, I didn't have a good mindset. I just knew that this was not what my life was supposed to be. And I didn't know why I just had a feeling inside. I was like, 
this is, this is not supposed to be what it is. There's something else. And I have to keep working really hard until I get to that something else. Little did I know that this would become a story that would help a lot of other people as soon as I was brave enough to share it, which the first time that I shared it, I just like cried. You know, I, I didn't even know that I was sharing a story. I was like, what? I don't have a story. And someone brought it out of me and was like, do you realize that you need to like talk about this? So I'm sorry. I feel like I'm all over the place right now. But so basically after that, you know, year and reconnecting with my family, I was still in college. I graduated from Texas A&M University, class of 2012. I then opened a women's fitness camp. So basically I had eight girls at a time for an hour and that would be three times a week, I believe. And I instantly filled that uh, fitness camp up and I had, you know, multiple times throughout the day. I had morning time slots, I had afternoon time slots and it was incredible. And during that journey, I would have like one-on-one conversations with them and I would have girls like crying in front of me, like saying how there's something as simple as encouraging them and being there and helping them with their fitness and their health like has changed their lives and they're making better decisions and they're doing things that, you know, like breaking up with a boyfriend that wasn't good for them or, you know, going after a job that maybe they didn't have the confidence to do before. Like it, I just saw how it could really change their lives. Uh, so during that time, I also started my first uh, bikini prep because I personally, while I was helping everybody else, I was like, I worked so hard in the gym. I always bust my butt. I create random competitions for myself, like alone in the gym. I'm like, how many pull-ups can I do? You know, what's the highest box jump I can do? And I would just go crazy with it. But I was like, I really need another goal. And that's when I started competing. And I did my first show in 2013 and I placed third and someone was like, oh my gosh, you're qualified for this the show called USA's, you know, and I had no idea what that was. I was like, Oh, cool. A show in Vegas. Thank God. I didn't have money to do it. Cause I was not ready for it whatsoever. My posing was God awful. You know, I'm a posing coach now and I love posing and I love stage presence. And what people don't realize is like, I got to find, I have to find that video of my very first posing session because it was so terrible. You guys, I mean, maybe I shouldn't. Cause you guys would be like, this is who's teaching me. But honestly, it just shows <laughs> that like, I can relate to, to feeling like you're terrible and don't know what you're doing. I really can relate. Cause I was there. Um, so yeah, that started my competing journey. I quickly did, let's see, one, two, three, four, I think five shows that first year going to my first national show, getting first call outs at my first national show. I won two overalls, um, multiple first place. And then I decided that it was a goal of mine to become a professional. I wanted to earn my pro card. That was my goal. That was my journey. And that journey was such a great, like life-changing journey for me because while it was focused on fitness and focused on, you know, aesthetics, cause that's the new name of the sport. It changed my mind. It changed. That's when I gained the mindset that I have now. That's when I did personal development. I wish somebody had told me about personal development sooner. I wish people had told me back in high school. And that's actually one of my goals now is like, I want to reach younger and younger people because I just want to expose them to this amazing journey of like finding yourself and who you are and realizing like, oh, I'm this way and it's okay. It's okay for me to be this way. Like I want to share that with everybody. But that, you know, that competing journey, it really did that for me because while everything was so incredibly hard, you know, with the dieting and the training and it pushes you to your limits. And I think when you're pushed to your limits, that's when you really find personal growth. That's when it exposes who you are. So I think it's so important for people to push themselves to limits like that. Uh, and so my journey to my pro card, I competed 14 times on that 14th time. I came multiple runner up to my pro card before I got it. Um, I finally got it and I cried on stage and it was such an incredible feeling. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't shocked. I knew 
from a while ago that I would do it. I just didn't know when. And I kept coming so close, but not getting it. And people would ask me if I was disappointed or upset or mad or sad. And I was like, why would I be mad or sad? This, this is the best thing that could have ever happened. I'm right there. Life is showing me I've got it. I just have to keep going. And I did and I got it. And it was so surreal. It was such a great feeling. So that is my journey up to there. Would you like to stop me or ask something? I know I just talked for so long. Well, I, you know, you, there's a lot of nuggets in your story and that's for sure. And I think a lot of times people use their childhood, even though when they're 30, you know, they can use their childhood and their experiences as an excuse for why they're not living their dream life today. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like because of your journey with competing, you were able to dig down deep, start that personal development, find yourself, push yourself to your limits, and then learn to trust yourself that you could do what you said you were going to do, that you could set a goal and accomplish it. And I know that one of the things you talk about quite a bit on your channel is inte- like personal integrity, meaning you build that internal confidence yes. when you struggle and you make it through. Yes. I think it's so important, especially for people that want to build confidence. And I heard this from Ed Milet originally. And I think I kind of, I, I kind of practiced it, but I didn't know it until he said it. And he said, personal confidence is also the same thing as personal trust. So it's doing what you said you were going to do and following through with it for yourself. So that's something like, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym for four times this week and it's Monday and you check, you know, check Monday off because you went next day. You just take it one day at a time. You check it because you went at the end of the week, you have four check marks. You look back on that week and you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. And you were so proud of yourself. And now you're confident that the next thing that comes along, you don't have to say like, I, one of my pet peeves is when people say, I will try. I'm like, no, you either do it or you do not do it. Tell me which one it is. You know, and it's because I've practiced that in my own life. So I don't ever say I'll try. I either say, yes, I will do it or no, I will not do it. Because if I give my word, I know I'm going to do it. So I encourage other people to do the same and to practice their self-trust and their self-confidence that way. Awesome. So I know you are in Houston and now you're in LA. So I want to know why did you move and what are you like? What was that transition like? Sure, of course. So I was uh, in College Station, Texas, which is where Texas A&M was. After I graduated, I opened that fitness camp and I kind of had a business there, had things going there, but I felt stagnant. You know, I had been there for years. I, you know, went to college there. All my college friends were there. But after you graduate, it's kind of like, okay, the hype of college is done. Now you're trying to be a real adult and everyone else around you is still being a college kid. (laughs) Cause it was a very college focused, um, you know, city. It's literally called college station. (laughs) So I did, I moved to Houston and I thought that that's where I was going to just plant, uh, because my family was there, everybody's there. And I was pretty set on planting there and kind of like, you know, putting some seeds there and growing my business there. Um, but when I moved to Houston, before I got my own place, and I was with my ex at the time. So before we got our own place, my dad actually let us live with him for a few months because we had to transition out of that, you know, college station house into a new one that we thought we were going to buy there. Um, and it's funny because nothing was working out. We would find a place and it wouldn't work out. We'd find the next place. It wouldn't work out. And it didn't make sense for any of them to not work out. And so I started really just like taking a step back. And I was like, is this a sign or do I just need to be patient? And at the exact same time, I was getting booked for my first fitness modeling, you know, uh, magazine shoots and video shoots and real opportunities all out in LA. So I would have to fly to LA usually once a month and it would just randomly come up. It wasn't like, Hey, for once a month, you know, for three months, we want you to come. It was literally like, I'd get a phone call. Hey, we need you in LA. Hey, we need you in LA. And I was like, 
whoa. And when I came to LA, I like felt this and I'm getting chills thinking about it. I felt this like peace and this just like, this is, this is me. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And so I said, and I originally, before my mind was super open to really big change like that, I always would say like, I've got to live here one day, you know? So it wasn't like a, I need to come here right now. It was like, I, I know that I need to be here one day. And I just didn't, I didn't have the mindset for that much growth at the time. It was actually my dad that pushed me because I came back from one of my shoots and I said, uh, I was like, gosh, I'm flying there all the time. Like how much more convenient would it be if we just lived there? And I said it on purpose, you know, and I think I, I don't know, I, I didn't think that I believed that I could really do it at the time, but I think I just kind of said it. And my dad is such a like growth mindset, like, you know, change is good, all of that stuff that he was like, do it. And I was like, what? And my dad said, move to LA, you should do it. And I was like, are you serious? Like, is that responsible of me? Like, cause I always try to look at everything from every, you know, standpoint and I try to be really responsible and he's like, absolutely do it. If you go and fall on your face, go fall on your face and come back. And I was like, hell yes. And so I did. And so we picked up our things. We moved out to LA and originally we lived about an hour away from Venice. So the goal was Venice. Um, but we lived an hour away because it was very, very expensive moving from Texas to LA and the rent is so different here. <laughs> it's very expensive. So it was just kind of a transitional period. And, um, that was our original journey coming out to LA. Um, and so I want to go ahead and say that after being here, I've been here, I've been saying three years for a while. I need to look at the dates. I feel like now it's probably been four cause I've been saying that for forever. Um, but about two years here, I was with my ex and then, you know, last year around, you know, about over a year ago is when I separated with my ex. So now it's just me out here in Venice. (laughs) Well, and what I love about your story is that it wasn't like you were super confident and then made the move. I mean, there was fear involved. There's fear involved and you had to say, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yes, exactly. The worst thing that could happen is you go back, right? Exactly. And I think that's what, you know, really made me feel okay with it. Cause I was like, there's no better time. You know, I was doing things online. I didn't have something holding me there. I knew that I could, you know, make the money I needed to make. And I was like, you know what, if I get my bank account to zero within a year, that's fine. I will pick up. I will start. I'll start fresh. It'll be great. I was like, it'll be a great new start back in Texas. You know, like I saw it very positively. So I think for anyone that is questioning, like maybe there's someone that's listening right now that they're thinking about moving to a different state or trying a new job or something. Guys, the worst that can happen is that you fail and you start back where you left off. And if you never try, you'll always wish that you would at least tried. So at least go out there and do your best to do it. So you're in LA and I'm not sure when you started your YouTube or your Instagram account, but you are really creating a tribe and community of like-minded people who are goal-focused. You know, when I think of Emily Hayden, I think of somebody who's strong, who is goal-focused, but yet has so much love that and belief that pours out of her that I feel like your community really rallies around and supports you. But I know you also spent a lot of years alone. So how did you go ahead and start your Instagram, start your YouTube and start really creating this for yourself? I originally started on Instagram, uh, June of 2013, when I did my first show, everyone was exchanging Instagrams. And I was like, isn't that just like an app where you add some filters to your, for your Facebook photos? Like I had no idea that it was like this thing you could use to like, I don't know, I had no idea what it was. So I started it then. And then I just started sharing uh, my workouts, you know, my nutrition, and I literally just did it with the intention to share and other people would respond saying, 
wow, that really helped me. Hey, I tried that recipe. I loved it. Can you share another one? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like I'll, I'll post another one, you know, maybe tomorrow or something. It was very casual. Um, and then I, it just started growing. And I remember I was at my dad's house and I hit 6,000 on Instagram. And I was like, dad, I just hit 6,000 people on Instagram. And he was like, 6,000 people look at your stuff. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and we just thought it was like cool and kind of weird. And it was just new. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's really cool. And so I just kept sharing with the intention of helping people. I started my YouTube uh, channel. I, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember I started it with my iPhone. And for the longest time, I had no idea what I was doing. And I even told people in my very first video, you see me say, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to edit. And I even like speak differently to the camera because I was all like, I don't know. I had this mind that like when I was recording, I had to perform, you know? So I'd get on there and feel like I had to speak perfectly. And I'd be like, Hi guys. So today, da, 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 da. It just like, it's so funny. If you go back and watch, it's probably, I don't know. I think it's cool to see. And so I started my YouTube channel, not knowing what I was doing. And then as I saw the response in the comments, I started this hashtag called hashtag stronger as a community. And the reason why I started that was because everyone was coming back on me saying like, you know, I really appreciate you for this or that, or you have good ideas for this, or that. And, and they were like, I'm alone. I don't have friends. Where can I find them? And I was like, are you guys crazy? You're all in the comment section together. Like that's where you guys are. Like your best friends are right in front of you. Like the comment above you or the comment below you, like everyone that I'm connecting with, I feel like I can you know, connect to each other. So it's been my goal for forever to try and connect everybody to each other because I think each and every single person is so incredible, so important, has something so unique to offer that I can never offer what the next person can offer. Only they can do that. And so I, I, it's my goal to empower them to stand up and be you know, courageous enough to show who they are to other people because they can help other people just in the similar way that I can do it, just in their own way. Absolutely. I love that. So what is your business now? What are you working on? I actually just went through this entire business journey, I feel like, and I'll try to spark note it for you a little bit. But uh, let's see, about this time last year is when I was really focused on my pro shows. So I compete in pro bikini. I, you know, as I was doing those shows, it took a thousand percent focus. It took everything from me as far as like my focus, my, any extra time that I had, uh, any creative juices were not flowing, you know, and, and during those shows, I realized, you know, I was like, okay, after these shows, I'm going to take a year off at least, uh, and just focus on my business and creating, you know, what that's going to be like. And I really didn't know at that time after I ended the shows, that's when I started my entrepreneur journey for real, because before then I was just, um, not just, but I was a sponsored athlete by amazing companies. You know, I did some online training, but I just didn't have like a clear vision for like where Emily Hayden is going. So it was actually kind of a, it was a hard journey. Cause at first I was like, okay, so now I'm done competing and now it's time for business. And I wanted to get right to work and work eight, you know, as many hours as I could. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't really know where I'm going with this, to be honest. I know that I'm a sponsored athlete. People say I inspire them. That's great. Like, I am glad that I do that, but like, I don't know, like, how can I make money and live and make this a great life for myself? So it really just took a lot of, again, personal development. It took another season of evolving from where I was to trying to find where I was going. And it wasn't one thing that helped me figure out where I was going. It was multiple things. It was me trying new things. It was me listening to podcasts that I resonated with. Maybe in one podcast, they would say something that really resonated with me that got me to open my perspective on something that I didn't know about before. Or maybe it was reading a book that showed me more of who I was. And I was like, Oh, so guys, when you're trying to figure out, you know, what your business is, or maybe who you are, it's those little things that are going to make you realize like, 
oh, that that describes me. It's kind of like when I said I practiced building self-confidence by doing the self-trust with Ed Milet. I didn't realize I was doing it until I heard it come out of his mouth. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's how you practice self-confidence. That's, you know, that's why I am the way that I am. Uh, you know, it's listening to those things that give you those realizations. So I figured out the what. I was like, okay, I kind of know what I want to do now. And, you know, part of that was also because I had started this YouTube series called Evolve on my YouTube channel. And if anyone here has not watched Evolve, it was honestly at a very hard, hard time in my life. And I don't think anyone really knew that until like the end of the series, to be honest. And it, I was just, I was having to evolve in a very, very hard way, a way that I was resisting, a way that I didn't want to go, but that I knew was true to my heart and true to my soul. And that series is now um, the, you know, kind of like the trajectory of the rest of what I'm supposed to be about for this next season in my life. And it's called Evolve with Emily. I evolved so much in my own life and I will always continue to evolve. I always say you've never evolved. You will always continue to evolve. And it's my goal to, to teach that to other people because Evolve to me, it's a lifestyle, it's a mindset, it's a way of living your life so that you can embrace the highs and lows with a steadfast mentality. So that's why when I was going through that really hard time in my life, I was able to keep going and I was able to just get through it because I had the right kind of mindset. And so my mission now is to teach that to other people. I'm going to be doing it via a online course and training that I'm going to be doing. It's basically an online course that teaches people that exactly. And that's going to be really releasing this summer. So that's kind of where I'm headed with my business. I am also doing more speaking events. So I've gotten booked for quite a few speaking events and I want to do more of those. Uh, my, my mission is to reach people. My mission is to make other people realize who they already are. You know, I have this HF, or I have this uh, challenge that's going on right now. And so in the challenge, I asked them to introduce themselves, say who they are via video. And it's so nerve wracking for so many people. And it's funny because I see all these captions with their videos saying, I was shaking. I was so nervous. You know, sorry, it was so awkward and weird. And when I watch their video, I think it's beautiful. I just see them from a different perspective. And I want other people to see it from that perspective. And I understand where they're at. And I empathize where they're at. And I just smile because I know where they're going to be. And I want to help them get there. I can feel the passion in your voice and, and, you know, you can, and I think when it, when you're doing what you've been called to do, it doesn't feel like work, you know, it just, you're, you're just so on fire. You get up in the morning with a sense of purpose and direction. And that's kind of how you know that you're in your lane. Thousand percent. And I will say with that, that there's also a lot of work that I don't enjoy doing that I will absolutely hire people for very, very soon. I'm hoping to actually hire like a full time assistant very, very soon for like administrative work and stuff, you know, because there's stuff I enjoy doing and love doing like this, you know, and speaking to people and helping people and then like putting things in a file. It like makes me want to cringe. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. We're like, okay, figure out what you're good at. Outsource the rest. Yes, exactly. Somebody said, um, do your 5% and give the 90 to, or the 95 to other people, you know, so give the 95 of what makes it run to other people and make sure you do what you're best at. And same with your employees. If you go to hire somebody, if you hire, you know, an assistant, have them do the work that they're good at. Don't try to give them what's not in their 5% either. Mm, that's good. That's good. So throughout this business journey, I mean, you you started a YouTube, you were being more intentional with Instagram. 
You are a sponsored athlete, which by the way, if you have not ever tried Icon Meals popcorn, you need to try it because yes. I used Emily's link and it's so delicious. It's not my treat like after an event. I have events consistently and so I'm like so good. And then I have it mailed to me the day I get home. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so definitely try it. You're a sponsored athlete, but now you're creating your own products, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. So what has been maybe the biggest hurdle or aha moment that you've broken through this past year? The absolute biggest hurdle, which I didn't realize I would have to go through is fear and self-doubt. And who do I think I am for putting this out there? I didn't... Because people see me as this incredibly confident, incredibly driven. I just go after everything that I want. And I am that kind of person. And so when all these feelings were coming up, I was like, where is this coming from? And I think part of it is just my... I I guess because I do try to see it from everybody's perspective that I already know what other people are going to say, you know, and... Uh, for example, this program that I'm putting out, it's very much so it's teaching you guys a mindset, a lifestyle, a way of living. And it's it's nothing that's not already out there. It's just everything that's helped me in my journey. And I'm so passionate about helping other people through their journeys that I want to share it. Uh, so I, it's not like, you know, it's not some, it's not magic. It's like things that are already out there. I just, I feel it in my heart that it's supposed to be out there. I feel it in my heart and soul that I'm supposed to be doing it. So despite all the fear, all the doubts, all the negative self-talk, all the, who do you think you are to put this out there? You're only, you know, almost 27 years old. Who's going to listen to this? Why should that, you know, you should wait until you're 50 and then people will, you know, it'll be impactful or people will trust you because you're older. You've been through more, you know, there's people that have way better stories than you. There's people that have been with through way more than you, but to be honest, none of that is relevant. Like, me and my journey is me and my journey. And every single person goes through something different for a reason. And it's so that they can use those experiences to help people. So I'm not here to sit on a pedestal. I'm not here to do any of that. I'm here to just share my experience, share what has helped me get through those things in hopes of helping other people get through theirs too. Mm. Definitely the fear and self-doubt. You know, I, I think it's, it's once you realize it's just a name of the game, it's just part of the journey and we don't take it seriously anymore because your why is so much bigger than that. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily mean the fear is going to go away, but your why is so much bigger that you plow plow through it. Yes. But Emily Hayden experiencing self-doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should make that the title maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Like See, well, and, and it, but it, it's it's... Everybody does need to know it's just part of being human. It's yeah. just a part of the journey. And it doesn't mean you should or shouldn't do something. It's just like, if it were easy, we'd already be doing it and we wouldn't learn anything along the way. <laughs> I love that. And I love what you said, how it's not, it doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't do something. Cause I think during like, I mean, I'm telling you, it was especially actually the month of March, which was last month um, when we we're recording this, was very, very hard for me. I had moments where I was like, questioning if I should even do any of this at all, or if I should literally go do something else completely because it was, those feelings were so strong. But like you said, the why was so much more powerful than all of that, that I know, even if all of this tanks, even if I have to go you know, work at Starbucks or something, I know it's supposed to be out there. So maybe this is not my avenue of how I make my living and buy dog food for Vinny, but I know it's supposed to be out there. So I'm going to do it anyway. So it's kind of like when I moved out to California, I was like, if I fail, I fail and I'll come back and rebuild. Same thing with this. I know it's supposed to happen. So I'm going to do it. And if I fail, I fail. I when I wrote a book this last summer called Dream Life Workbook. And 
in the midst of it, I was working with a writing coach and we would talk every week and it was really helpful to have accountability because again, I have all these ideas and ways, but getting it out on paper is not as easy as it sounds. So one time we were working through it and she said to me, your job is just to get it out. Your job is just to like get your message out there and the world will do what it wants with it. Um, That's not... You know what I mean? And I love that because when we feel like we have this message to share, we want to shout it from the rooftops. And our job is... It's like selfish if we don't. Yes. Yes. I freaking love that. And I don't think I understood in previous, you know, times of my life when people would say, when your why overpowers all the fear, because maybe I hadn't defined my why as much. Maybe I didn't feel that as much. And it's okay. Cause I think there's a season you need to go through when you don't feel it as much when you're building that and you're, un, you know, you're uncovering it, you're discovering what that is for you. So if there's someone listening saying, well, I don't know if my why overpowers all the fears yet. That's okay. It might not, you might not be there yet. Like embrace the season that you're in, do everything you can. And maybe one day it'll be strong enough for it to be there. Cause like right now it's like, it's like, whoo, saw like coming out of me like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are in a season uh, that, and, and we talked earlier before we pressed record and you said something really profound and you just said, just be in the season and don't try to rush it yes. because you need to be there. So if somebody's in a season where they're maybe in a transition or they're in a funk or they're in a, what do I do next? What do they do to like be grateful for where they are, but yet still make progress, but not fight the lesson? Yes. I'm glad you're asking this question because I literally just went through all of this, (laughs) like literally myself. And it was really hard because it started with me feeling very depressed, uh, very like sad, very just questioning everything. And honestly, kind of negative because I was resisting. I was resisting where I was at so much. And then I started to realize that it was the season I was meant to be in and that all you can do is all you can do, right? So you literally just have to do everything you can do. So maybe, you know, you wake up in the morning and you do everything you can do for the day and it doesn't look like you've made any progress. It doesn't look like you've gone any further, but if you know that you've done everything you can do for the day, then you need to just rest easy. And let me tell you what, not just was it you know, that season I was going through, but it it was a slow season for me. So I'm someone who I like to work hard and I wasn't even having that much work to do. I would create work for myself, of course, (laughs) you know, try and create it everywhere because I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. But you guys, if you're having a slow season, do what you can do and rest because I guarantee you when that next season comes, you're going to need all the energy. You're going to need all the stamina, all the personal development. You're going to need all of those resources to go full force at that thing that you're praying, wishing, and hoping for. Because I've kind of, I've come out of that. And now I described it on my YouTube channel the other day, and I want to use this analogy, but it's kind of like everyone that's in that stage right now, they're on this roller coaster and it's, you know, you just got strapped in and now you're just waiting and the roller coaster's not starting. And you're like, what the heck? Like I got, I waited in line for so long. I finally know that I want to be on this ride and it's not moving. What the heck? And then it starts moving and they're like, Oh yes, I'm so excited. And then it goes to like the uphill one where it's like, ding, 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 ding. You know, that really, it builds anticipation. You're like, Oh, Oh oh my gosh. And you get higher and higher and higher. And then you're like, I didn't know it was this high. Can I handle this? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to come out of this alive? And then boom. And it just goes and it goes at like a hundred miles an hour. And it's like twists and turns, ups and downs, always changing direction. So you have to have that energy. You have to have that stamina built up. And the way you're going to do it is by being peaceful in your resting time. So rest while you're doing everything you can, your personal development, you know, you're expanding your knowledge, expanding your horizons, talking to other people. It's really important to get different perspectives 
whether you think that person is going to help you or not. So whether it's a colleague, a mentor, um, a friend, uh, you know, any, I don't just someone else that you can, you can talk to during that time. So really embrace the season that you're at, because when I look back on those seasons of my life, I understand now why they were so important. And I understand now that there was nothing I could do to rush it. So instead of rushing it, just be happy and be content that this is your season that you're in and it will change. I promise you'll not be in that season forever. So even if it's, if it's bad, that gives you hope, you know, it's not going to be there forever. If it's a little uncomfortable, it won't be there forever. And if it's a good season, but just slow, it's going to change. And where I'm at now is I do feel like I'm on that ding, 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 you know, and it's, it's kind of crazy. And it's like overwhelming in the best freaking way possible. And it's the most like, Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) Like the things that you've been waiting in line for are yes. starting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and it's, it's just crazy when um, you feel like you've been waiting for so long <laughs> and it starts to happen. And I know... Sorry, I know full well that I'm going to go through other seasons in my life, that this will be an incredible season. I don't know how it's going to, how long it's going to last. And I know that years down the road, maybe months down the road, but I hope it's years. I'll go through other seasons of like, okay, what am I doing now? You know, like life always changes, life always evolves. So like just really embrace wherever you're at because every moment is so important and so special to your journey. Well, and I heard recently that people reinvent themselves every three to five years. Yes. So this transition phase where we say, okay, that was cool. But like, I'm ready for my next thing. Is this is something that we really... I mean, we're, we're gone are the days where we stay in the same job for 30 years and like get a pension and retire. That's just not the way the world works nope. anymore. So I think we're constantly in this place like, okay, what's now? Let's pivot. Let's learn. Let's grow. And, uh, and it's exciting to be kind of going up. To experience, like you're, you're, you're feeling the momentum come for, yes. for your next step. And that's exciting. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Um, so one question I have for you is you have a lot of success habits and I would love to hear your favorite one. So what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Part of me is like, should I say this? Cause other people are going to think it sounds selfish, but the one thing I cannot live without is my time for myself every single day every single day. And I used to go probably months without, with, without taking time for myself. You know, I literally would Google calendar myself, you know, from literally six in the morning until midnight. I would schedule things at 1am. Who does that? You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't, I never in that schedule had Emily time for my mind. You know, of course I had my workout and of course that's stress relieving, but I think you need different, you need different things throughout the day. So I think activity is very important. But for me, more than that is my prayer, my journaling, my meditation, uh, my devotional. Those are all things that I do in my categorized me time. So my me time is the most important thing. It's something I cannot live without because if I'm not building myself up, I cannot be what I need to be for other people. And I know people say that a lot and people hear it a lot, but who practices it? You know, I think everyone needs to do their best to really practice that the best that they can, because the more that I practice that, uh, the more that I've realized I've been able to have an impact with other people. Yes, I love that. Yeah, morning routine, starting your day off with with a half an hour or whatever you can fit in, right? It could be 10 minutes, it could be an hour, but that's that time where you can just get your your head in the right space. I feel like it really impacts the rest of your day. 
Exactly. And for me, it's definitely important. One thing that my dad said that I've started to implement is, you know, for me, the morning is the best time. And I try to always do it then sometimes, you know, maybe it doesn't happen. And that's when I implement my dad's strategy. So his strategy is he says, I have ingredients that make up my best life. I have ingredients that make up me being the best and the happiest. And so I just try to do those ingredients every day. And it gives you that stress-free, like if your schedule is crazy, it doesn't matter what time it is, or if you miss the morning, you're not missing anything. It's just, oh, I need to do that ingredient for the recipe of my life today. Hmm. I love that. Because I think sometimes we can put pressure on ourselves and then feel bad right. if we don't make... And then that just like is not the point at all. Right, exactly. <laughs> so one question I have is about your family. Now, they have seen you... Uh, evolve as well. How has your family evolved over the past few years? Have they noticed that you're a different person than you were five, 10 years ago? And how has that all you evolved my, too? Do you want to call my dad? Sure. <laughs> I've got Caden on the podcast. All right. Because I, I have no idea. I'll ask him. <laughs> okay. You are uh, live on a podcast right now. Can you talk? Uh, I could give you 30 seconds. I have a client in front of me, but I'll give you 30 all we, seconds. All we need is 30 seconds. What's the question? All right. So I want to hear how Emily's family has seen her evolve over the past few years and how the entire family has evolved as well. I don't know if that's 30 seconds worth, but I can give you a blurb of Emily. And I would say, well, basically, Emily has connected, right? And she has her own faith and belief. And I do. She does respect whatever faith and belief people have. But I think connecting to that and opening up saying, why am I here? What is my purpose? And then finally saying, now I'm going to do my best to, in my own mind and heart, the thoughts that are coming, I'm going to take steps in that direction. And I don't think she even knew how grand or how big it would get or really how big it's going to be. I think it was just willing to take that first step. You know, sometimes in life, the first step is just losing weight. Sometimes the step is I'm going to go in that contest or maybe I'm going to go back to school. And one step leads to another step. And so then all of a sudden, many steps is what brings us to certain places. So it's not really an understanding of, oh, I know exactly where I'm going. It's just learning the next step, which opens to another step. And I would say her evolving, you haven't even seen it yet. She's going to live a lifetime of evolving. So I don't think you could even put that in a box or even say how much she's changed because I think you're going to see her change even more. I think it's her opening herself up to saying evolving is not a a, a set period of time. Evolving is a process of thinking that I'm going to evolve until my last breath. Mm -hmm. And then even at my last breath, I'm going to even evolve further, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's the part I would say. And as far as our family, I think our, our family kind of has a legacy of health, nutrition, wellness, insight. I think it's about empowering other people, helping their gifts to come to the top so that they, they can become who they were meant to be on the planet. And I think all of us as a family are starting to see it clearly that we kind of have a family legacy to, to bring this to the world. And whether our world is just one person or whether it's millions, whatever that is, we'll be willing to do. Thank you, Dad. Okay. Mic drop. Mic drop. Love you. Get back to the client. <laughs> Hi, client. Sorry. Hey, no problem. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. That was awesome. That, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. There's a couple of things you said that I uh, want to just touch on. And he said, you're connected. Mm, yeah. You're yeah. connected. What does your faith mean to you on this journey? My faith. Can I talk about just my faith journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just really quickly, uh, I grew up 
Christian. I grew up going to a Baptist church and then we went to like non-denominational church. Um, and that's all that I knew growing up. Um, but I grew up putting on the space at church every week of, you know, our family's perfect. And then like it not being that way, even or, or even close to it. Um, and so that was kind of my definition of like what it meant. And then as I got older, you know, I went through different periods of like feeling very connected and not feeling connected. And then when I was in college, I started to really question, why do I believe this? Do I believe it? Because I was grown up that way. Like if I had grown up in a family that believed in Buddhism, would I be Buddhist? I probably would be, you know? So I started to really question like, what is my belief? You know, that's my family's belief, but like, what do I believe? And you know, so that brought me on a long, a really long journey. And there was a period of my life in college where I was completely disconnected. And it's funny because every time it would get, my life would get so hard or so bad, or I would make bad choices that left me feeling terrible. You know, I, where would I turn? I would always end up going to church. And then when I went to church, I would hear a message and I would get chills and I'm like, okay, this is weird. Why am I, why am I feeling connected? Why am I, why is he speaking directly to me? How does this guy know this stuff? You know, and it was just, it was just so clear that there was something else speaking into my life. And, you know, I now, now where I'm at is I fully believe in God. I fully believe that he has had direct work in my life only from life experience. I'm kind of, it's hard because like I said, I try to see things from every perspective. So I try to be really subjective about things and I'm a person who likes proof. So like, I wish that I could just like grab them in person and like show them to people, you know, because I understand all the skepticism around it and of people saying like, well, how can you be sure it's some ooh, ooh, wah, wah thing that you believe, but it's not, it's not, I feel it in my soul and in my heart. And the more that I get, I've never been this connected in my life. And I know it sounds crazy to other people, but it's not. Um, It's something where I used to think when people would say, you know, I feel God speaking to me that it was this like crazy, like, Oh, Emily, I want you to do this, you know, like, it's like that in real. Now I realize it's not, it's, it's what I used to define as my own intuition. It's actually not my intuition. I realized it's literally God speaking to me. And it's through the tiniest little like nudges where I have this thought or I have this feeling. And then now I've learned to trust that thought or feeling and go with it. So it's something as simple as like, uh, for example, there's, I, I live in Venice and there's a lot of homeless around me. And there's this one guy that I see all the time. His name is Jim. He lives um, in a wheelchair and he sleeps on the street at night all the time. And Jim was by my door one day and I was like, I should talk to him. I was like, why should I talk to him? Like why, you know, I'm busy, have a lot of things going on. And so I didn't. And I went to the gym and worked out and I came back and he was still right there, right by my place. And I was like, I should talk to him. And I was like, but I have a phone call in 15 minutes. What if he talks longer? And I excused myself and I didn't talk to him. I come out for a third time and he's still there. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I literally sat my stuff down next to him. I was like, hi, how are you? My name's Emily. And we start talking and we had this like amazing conversation. And now he's like, you know, a friendly neighbor of mine and nothing profound happened from that one. But it was just, it was this feeling, this nudge, this sense that I needed to talk to him for some reason. And I remember it, that conversation definitely giving me a lot of perspective that I needed during that time. Um, and I'm not sure if that probably wasn't a great example, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I have this very real connection with my higher power. My higher power is God. That's who I believe in. Um, and I don't have these like rules and regulations for myself and I don't, you know, do these like rituals or things like that, that I believe make me, a certain denomination or 
religion, I just I have this very real connection with God. And there's really no other way to describe it other than like, I, he's in my life constantly all the time. And everything that you guys are about to see is literally because God is putting it in my life. He's giving me the courage to follow what I feel in my heart. So if you guys have those nudges, those urges, those instances, follow them because that's your heart. That's God. That's the universe. That's whatever you want to call it. Okay. It's pointing you in the direction that you should go. And every tiny little one that I've followed, like my dad said, has led me to where I am now, to where now it's so undeniable in my life. I don't question it. I feel it. I do it. It's like, you know, in the beginning, it's not that way. In the beginning, I question it. I resist it. And, you know, now I've just learned to trust it instantly. Mm, I love that. And the more that you do that, the more that you trust yourself, the more of those nudges you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. It starts to be crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's awesome. And then one other thing I want to end with is he said legacy. And I think that's so cool for your family to like, not just you to feel like you have a purpose and a mission and uh, a, you know, a passion that you're fulfilling, but that as a family, you have a a passion and a purpose and a mission that you're all creating together and you're going to leave an imprint in the world. And I think we'll have a lot of moms and a lot of families listen to this. Mm-hmm. And as a mom myself, legacy and kind of imparting those values into my children is something that I'm really passionate about as well, because of course, we want them to be awesome. Right. Um, so how was it growing up with your dad? And like, how do you feel like that legacy kind of created itself? And, and you now you're now all kind of rallying around the same goal. Yeah, we are. It's incredible. And we've always kind of known that we would end up working together. And I I see it happening now. I think I'm kind of like leading the way for the family and I'm going to be able to help put everyone in their right position, which is incredible. And I cannot wait for the world to see it because my family is awesome. Uh, But growing up with my dad, he's been teaching me just different character traits and um, different things to shape me into the person that I am now. For example, I have really had to have experiences with other people who don't believe in themselves because I've been so fortunate enough that I've always believed in myself. And it's because my dad believed in me first, you know, and, and my mom did too at that time. And uh, it, they always told me you can do anything you set your mind to. So because I was told that over and over and over again, I believed it and I believed it for myself and we were never allowed growing up. We were never allowed to say the word can't. So even this day, if I'm like, Oh, I can't, I like hesitate and I can't say it. I can't type it out. You know, if I'm texting somebody, um, I literally don't say the word can't cause it's either, you know, you do it or you do not. There's no can't, you know, there's a will, there's a way. And those are things that I've been taught since I was a little girl. And you know, I don't know what it's like not growing up with that, but I can, um, I realize that other people don't grow up with that. And so that's why I think I'm in such a fortunate position to reprogram other people's minds to show them that they can, because dude, if I can, you can too. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so one last question before we close today, who do you learn from? Who are your mentors and who influences you? You probably know my biggest answer, <laughs> my dad. Um, my dad for sure is my number one favorite. Now, what is his name? Because everyone's going to want to know that for sure. Good question. His name is Patrick Hayden. He goes by Doc, D-O-C. He's a doctor of naturopathy and medicine and owned his own gym, private training studio and life coach. Uh, he does marriage counseling. He's Literally like what I, the way that I describe him because he has so many different titles and does so many different things is my dad makes better humans. That's what he does. Mm. He makes better that's humans. Good. And that's, I think I'm going to make that his tagline for him. Cause I've said that so many times, That's good. Um, but he's definitely my number one person. And like I said, he's literally my favorite human in the world. Number one. 
And then um, as far as like other, you know, besides that, I would say I just got a business coach and a business mentor. So um, for my business, he's the one that's kind of leading me in that way right now. His name is Jason Phillips. And he's just absolutely incredible. Such a good hearted person. Um, He really helps people with building their online businesses. Uh, Let's see. And then besides that, who influences me is probably the people that I surround myself with the most. Some of my best friends, um, people like Amanda Bucci, Randy Kennedy. Um, Oh God, I don't actually, I'm going to stop naming people because then I feel like if I name them and I don't name other people, I'm going to kick myself in the head later. (laughs) Um, So I would just say other like boss babe women that are like freaking killing it. And, you know, that goes for guys too, other entrepreneurs entrepreneur men that I feel are, you know, really just killing it in the game. And I really like surrounding myself around people that will challenge me. Um, For example, some of those friends when I'm with them, if I say, Oh, I have this new thing I'm doing, they'll ask the challenging questions that make me feel a little uncomfortable. Like, I mean, I haven't really figured that out yet, you know, and it's like, those are the people I want to be around because they're going to bring light to the areas where I need to improve. So it's for me, it's definitely having those people that will challenge me. And my dad does that. My business coach does that. My greatest friends do that for me. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Now, if we have anybody here who's in that struggling season, um, definitely you guys check out um, Evolve with Emily. How do they purchase that? Where do they find the information? So for right now, everybody just go ahead and stay connected on my Instagram name, which is at Emily Hayden. And I will have, you know, website and everything to announce at a later date. By the time that this posts, I may give you the links. If you have some show notes, maybe you can put it there. Um, Mm -hmm. But for right now, that's just, that's where you can stay updated on everything. Awesome. Awesome. So if you're in that transition space, or maybe you just want to next level yourself, you're ready to kind of break through your own personal glass ceiling. Evolve with Emily is an amazing space to go to number one, learn, but also have accountability. And like she said, her best friends are people that like she's choosing to hang out with people who make her better. And I think all of us get to make that choice wherever we are in life. And I think being around your community, Emily, is a great next step for anybody who wants to grow. Thank you. That means a lot to me. So do you have anything else that's brewing inside that you want to end with? Oh gosh, I didn't know we were going to go there. Um, not, not really. I'm just, I'm really, really happy with where I'm at. I feel like it's been, you know, my stepmom texted me today and was like, I just, who, by the way, I haven't talked about her on this podcast. My stepmom is the most incredible person ever. Sweetest soul ever gives my family so much love. And I just love her so much. But she texted me and said, you know, I am so proud of you. It's been such a long time coming for you. And it really has, you know, it's been years and years and years. And I know that by the time that like things pick up, everyone's going to think that it just kind of happened and it didn't. It's been so many years in the making. So I just want to remind you guys that if you're at a hard spot, you're at a transitional spot, you're something like that. I I promise, I promise, I promise it's all going to pay off. And I promise that where you're at right now is necessary for it to pay off. So again, I just want to remind you again, do all that you can do and find peace within that and find peace within yourself and always seek to open your perspective and your mindset towards learning new things. Every time I learn something, my mind is blown. And that reminds me, oh my gosh, there's so many more mind blows coming up. You know, like there's so much more out there. I feel like a nerd. (laughs) I I love that. Yeah. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to have me on here. Thank you. Well, thank you, Emily, for saying yes and agreeing to to add value to the Dreamcast. And for those listening, check out Emily on Instagram at, at Emily Hayden. Go follow her, love her, support her, share your aha moments. Um, and we would love to just continue to, to spread the love. And then this is going to go live 
close to when she launches Evolve with Emily. So definitely stay tuned and all of the links will be in the show notes. But Emily, this is not the last time we'll be hanging out, I'm sure. Uh, I'm excited to continue our friendship and to continue to watch you grow. So thank you so much and have an amazing day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list and I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you and remember to dream big. 